The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. All right, we're kicking off a new teaching series today. Our devotional for the month of October is on the new creation, and we've themed this teaching Champions Forever. And what we want to explore is how we can discover and understand our new creation identity. Praise God. It's so important for you as a believer to know what it means when the Bible says you are a new creation in Christ. It's speaking to a special privileged identity that God has given you now that you are born again. Like I often say here, the moment you become a Christian, you must learn to see yourself not just as a Nigerian. Yes, you live in Lagos, you live in Nigeria, but you must begin to see yourself in a new way. The Bible says you are a citizen of heaven. You must learn to see yourself not just as another natural human being. The Bible reveals to us that man is a spirit. He has a soul, he lives in a physical body. You must learn to see that you are not just natural, though you live in a natural world. And you must understand what it means to live like a spirit in an earthly body. Live like a citizen of heaven having an earthly experience. Glory be to God. And these are the kind of things we are just going to be opening up and teaching about all through this series. I want to start this morning by emphasizing to you again... I'm sure most of us have heard this before, but we need to buttress this point this morning. You are a winner in life, and you are a winner forever. Somebody say with me this morning, I'm a winner in life. I'm a winner forever. Particularly in a year like this, in a time like this, with this ongoing global crisis, you need to remember, you need to understand that you are a winner in life. Glory be to God. And you are a winner forever. You are an overcomer. You are victorious. You are more than a conqueror. You are triumphant. In other words, you are a champion for life and forever. This is so important. And I know many of us know this already, but you need to remind yourself at it, about it. You need to understand it. For those of you that have not embraced that part of your identity, if you are not careful because of all the losses that you probably have experienced this year, I was doing an exercise over the weekend. And I was just identifying some losses that I've seen. I mean, I looked at the plants I had at the beginning of 2020. And I saw, it, ah, if things had just happened the way I projected it, I was one particular aspect of income. I calculated the income I would have learned. And if you are not careful, when you experience losses in life, when you go through difficult times, like what is happening in the world today, you may be tempted to start thinking or even start talking as if you are a failure in life. Let me hear somebody shout out loud if you can. I'm not a failure. You don't know how to shout. I said I'm not a failure. I am a winner. I am an overcomer. I am more than a conqueror. 
I am victorious. I am triumphant in every aspect of my life. The scriptures validate that. First John 5, 4, and I know many of us are familiar with this. First John 5, 4, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. That's where we get your overcomer status from. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. That's where we get your victorious status from. Hallelujah. Even our faith. Who is he that overcomes the world but he that believes that Jesus is the son of God? The moment I believed and I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. That's what it means there by believing that Jesus is the son of God. That same moment, something shifted in my spiritual status. I became an overcomer forever. Hallelujah. Whatever experiences I have in this life cannot change that status. Because the status did not come by my experiences in life. They came by God. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 15, 57. Thanks be to God. You see, that's where this status comes from. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Hallelujah. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's where we get the victorious status from. Romans 8, 7, 37. Yet in all these things, including COVID, all means all. Can I hear loud amen? amen? Who am I? More than a conqueror. More than a conqueror. I may have suffered losses because of COVID. Things that I would have wanted to happen may not have happened because of COVID. But in all these things, I am more than a conqueror through him that loved me. <laughs> Praise God. 2 Corinthians 2.14. I'll stop with this one. You see, this is all over scriptures. We can identify scripture after scripture that tell us now, thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph. That's where we get your triumphant nature and your triumphant status from. Always leads us in triumph. Glory be to God. In Christ, and through us, it diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Hallelujah. So, there is champion's DNA inside of you. Champion's DNA. And of the God kind, not Barcelona kind, or Manchester United kind. You know, sports is a very good metaphor we can learn from this morning. There was a time Manchester United was reigning as champions in the English Premier League. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think it's happening anymore. There was a time Barcelona was reigning as champions of Europe. Oh, they may lose one match. They may not win the Champions League in one season. But for that era of their dominance, everybody knew who the champion was. You may, they may lose. So they will tell you, ah, in the last 10 years, Manchester United has won the premiership eight times out of ten. Champ they are the champions. Sometimes as a champion, things may not go the way that you planned for them to go. Financially, things may not have gone the way you planned for it to go in 2020. It doesn't change the fact that there's champions DNA inside of you. In fact, if you know and understand and believe and affirm and confess that I'm still a champion, even though I lost this season, next season you can come back and win the championship again. That's usually what happens to champions. They didn't win last season, 
But they know we are the champions. These people are just borrowing our trophy. There was one fight Anthony Joshua fought. The guy beat him. He told them, we are coming back. And he beat the guy and he collected his belt back. He just gave it to him on loan. <laughs> gave it to him on loan. There is champion's DNA. Hallelujah. Inside every creation, new creation. And you need to understand that. First John 4.4 4, You are of God. He keeps telling us that. We are born of God. We are of God. Thanks be to God. In him, we are more than conquerors. We are of God, little children, and you have overcome. That's where your overcomer status comes from. You have overcome them. Talking about the devil and all his operations. Because greater is he that is in you. Hallelujah. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. What is inside of you is greater than this coronavirus that is in the world right now, that is disrupting everything in the world. Can I hear a loud amen? We are in Christ. That's what it means to be a new creation. And Christ is in us. And because of him, please catch this. If you never understood it before, you better start grabbing it now. And if you understood it, and because of one negative experience, Satan is trying to sow doubt in you that this is not who you are. You better cast that doubt out now. This is who I am. Because we are in Christ, and Christ is in us, Certain things now work in us. They work on us. They work for us. They work with us. They work around us and they work over us. That is our edge for victory. Hallelujah. That's our winning edge in life and in eternity forever. As long as I'm in Christ, these things that are in me are greater than what I'm facing on the outside. It may look like for a while they are not there, but they are. Praise God. It may feel like it's not real, but it is. We are champions forever. Hallelujah. Let's learn something about COVID briefly this morning, just to buttress the point. You know, when this virus broke out, a lot of scientists and experts were particularly concerned about Africa. That, hey, millions of people are going to die. Someone actually said, hey, there will be bodies all over the streets. And some people are laughing at them now, but it wasn't a laughing matter. And it's not a laughing matter. What they were saying was that because of the poor health infrastructure on this continent, compared to other parts of the world, how are we going to handle such a pandemic? Nine, ten months have now come and everybody is surprised. Interestingly, in Africa, the virus is not really killing people as we ought, and people are not falling sick as we ought, and it's more or less a medical mystery. They are proposing all kinds of reasons behind it. I'm not a medical expert, so medical people can bear me out. But there, there are different reasons. <laughs> Some believers will say it's because we know how to pray in Nigeria. I hope you know that's not the reason. Let me just give you now. I love something Bishop Wale taught us during Grace Culture last weekend. He said it's not how you pray, really. It's who you are praying to. 
So it's God that is helping us, not our prayer mantra. And we give God all the glory. And it's the same God that they are praying to in Europe and in America. It's not that. Now, obviously, prayer doesn't hurt us. But you see, this is it's not a Nigeria matter. So we say, ah, in Nigeria, it's not Nigeria, it's all over Africa. Now, one of the main reasons that may be, again, all this has not been fully verified yet, is that there is inherent resistance in Africans to the virus that nobody knew about. And it's not just Africa. There are about three major continents on the face of the earth that the virus doesn't seem to be gaining too much ground compared to what's happening in Asia, in Europe, and in the Americas. Africa is one of them, and so it's not a Nigerian thing. Some parts of the Middle East, the virus is not killing people that much. And then Oceania, those three places particularly. And what some of the scientists are saying is that there's probably inherent the, um, resistance. It was here before coronavirus came. We had it. Th that, that's the point I want to make this morning. We, we had something in us probably because of, in fact, one scientist said that maybe there are some treatments that, that go on, um, vaccines and things that go on in Africa that other parts of the world are not using, they think. There are some things we, we vaccinate ourselves with here that other parts of the world don't use it. It was in us. So though our medical system wasn't strong enough, though our governments were not rich enough, and all the other challenges there that the other nations are using, the thing that has helped us the most, probably, again, I'm not a medical expert, but the facts are there. Obviously, something is working for us. It's in us. Somebody say in me. Now, I want you to borrow that when we are talking about who you are in Christ. There are certain things in you that can resist and overcome and prevail against negative forces that are coming against you that may be hurting other people. But because you are in Christ, before the problem showed up, the answer was already in you. Oh, hallelujah. The answer was already in you. So I want to encourage you, take a closer look at and into who you are in Christ. This will be a lifestyle for you, actually. Take a closer look at who you are and into who you are in Christ and what you carry as a Christian on your inside. What you carry on your inside. Study the New Testament epistles. That's the portion of the Bible where you will find out these things. Place yourself with them. Those of you that have never studied them, study them. I remember when we first got born again. Can I think you used to teach that a lot? Go and study the in him scriptures. By him scriptures. For him scriptures. With him scriptures. And him there is referring to Christ. Because you are in him, and because of him, and because you are with him, and because you are for him, certain things are now yours, in you. Oh, hallelujah. Study the New Testament epistles, familiarize yourself with the in him scriptures. Meditate on them. Confess them. Don't be confessing loss. 
your confession should be a confession of restoration because in Christ you have restoration. Hallelujah. You may be going through loss. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus told us that in John 10, 10. But I am calm that because we are in him, you can have life, have it more abundantly, till it overflows. Enjoy it. Meditate on those things. Confess them regularly. Ephesians chapter 1. Let me show you one of such things this morning. Glory be to God. Let somebody shout, I'm, I'm a champion forever. I'm a winner forever. I'm victorious forever. Of the God kind, not the human kind. See, the human one can win after a while. Nobody's a champion in any sports forever. There was a time Muhammad Ali was dominating boxing. He's no longer there now. See, that's human. That's why we are putting forever in this teaching. Muhammad Ali was the champion. Anthony Joshua is now the champion. Sooner or later, he will not be the champion anymore. His body will get old. A new kid on the block will emerge. But that can't happen to us as new creations. Because our own source of victory is the ancient of days. It's as old as forever and is as fresh as eternity. So our victory is always assured year in, year out. May your 2019 never be better than your 2020. May the God that helped you yesterday do much more for you tomorrow. He doesn't fade out. He's the ancient of days, but he's also the brighter morning star. Ephesians 1, let's read from verse 19. From verse 15, Apostle Paul started praying for the church, and he was praying that their eyes should open. But look at one of the things he told them. Verse 19, read with me. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Towards us who believe. That's one thing that is in you. The power of God. The power of God is in you. It's in you. The same way whatever it is that is helping us against coronavirus. Was in us before coronavirus came. And because people did not know that we had whatever it is that is helping us. They thought we were going to die. You will not die. You will not be poor. You will not fail. You will not lose in life. Because the power of God is in you. To overcome whatever it is that is coming against you. Can somebody shout a loud amen? amen? It's in you. You just may not know it. Or you are not conscious of it. You are more conscious of the losses that are happening around you than the power that is at work in you that will help you overcome those challenges. So he was praying for them that you may know the exceeding greatness of his power, greater you see that is in you. Towards us that believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he walked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. I've shared this over and over with you in church. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Not a lesser one, 
not an inferior one. This same power is in you. So when we are saying discovering your new creation identity, you need to discover that if you have not discovered it. And we are saying understanding it, even if you discovered it before. Now, in a time of global crisis, more than ever before, you need to understand that. And you need to be meditating on that and confessing that, the same power. Even while you are walking through the valley of the shadow of death, the same power that raised us from the dead. What is COVID? The same power that raised us from the dead. That's what I carry. If you don't know and understand this thing, I will get to that later in the message. Let me finish. Praise God. The same power, verse 20, which he walked in Christ. See, that's what these epistles did for us. They revealed to us. You see, let me tell you something powerful. powerful. Just, again, learning from COVID. Sometimes it takes a crisis for you to really know what you carry. We didn't know we carried whatever it is that is helping us against corona in us in Africa and other parts of the world. We didn't know it. Sometimes it takes a crisis. But oh, how beautiful it is when you know who you are and what you carry. The same power which he raised from the dead, seated at, at his right hand, in the heavenly places far above principality and power. Somebody shout far above. And might and dominion say far above again. Now, when Paul wrote this, there was nothing called coronavirus. But God gave him the inspiration. And every name that is named, not only in this age. See, he wrote this over 2,000 years ago. But also in the age which is to come. When Paul wrote that, he was referring to 2020. 2020 is the age to come. Paul is saying whatever name they discover, what you carry is stronger than that thing. Verse 22. And he put all things, including COVID, under his feet and gave him to be head over all things, including coronavirus, and all the effects. So the, what they are now saying is, okay, oh yes, the virus may not be killing people and making people sick a lot in Africa, but Africa is not yet safe because the effects of the virus is also still plaguing Africa. I read a report yesterday. Africa, we need one point something trillion dollars to recover the financial losses and all that, that has happened. We don't have it, naturally speaking. Go and ask Burari, we tell you. So don't think, okay, ah, we are not yet, we are not dying, and that means we are okay. No, sir. But for God, <laughs> I will tell you where you can have it. You have it in Christ. In Christ, you can tap into what you need that the natural cannot provide for you. Am I making sense to someone? Put all things under his feet and made him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, you and I, the fullness of him that fills all in all. We are the fullness of Christ, the church, the body, every single one of us. And he now said in chapter 2, verse 1, and you he made alive who are dead in trespasses and sins. That's when you go born again. That's when this power was activated in you. And that's why you can walk in this power. 
Glory be to God. You take scriptures like this, and I wish I had time. You should just, if I, you should read Ephesians 1.15. The prayer ran from chapter 1 verse 15 to chapter 2 verse 10. And that's just one of the prayers. And there are several of them in his letters. You need to read it and find out who you are. You are not who coronavirus says you are. You are not who the Nigerian economy says you are. You are not who the Nigerian government or anybody says you are. You are who the Bible says you are. And you need to be conscious of that, particularly in a time like this. And you will only be conscious if you will read it, meditate on it, and confess it with your own mouth. Praise the Lord. Let me begin to close. Unfortunately, most believers never discover this thing I'm talking about. Most people that are the fullness of Christ, the fullness of the body, they don't discover it. And they don't experience them in any significant measure. Lift your hands where you are and say, Father, grant me discovery of who I am in Christ. And for the few of us that have discovered it, many times we only scratch the surface. We don't go deeper and deeper and deeper. We need a deeper understanding. Somebody throw your hands up in the game and say, Father, grant me understanding. A deeper understanding of who I am in Christ. Psalm 34 verse 8, the psalmist was saying, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Many people only taste. Don't just taste it. Eat the entire meal. You, know, you can go to a restaurant and you're just tasting. They put it before, before you and you taste. You know, a taste will never satisfy your hunger. It will taste good. I'm borrowing something from that text. See, so people need to discover that is the taste. But beyond discovery, you now need to keep going deeper and deeper. The same power, sir, that raised Christ from the dead is working in you. I ask the question again, why is your life like this? Again, not in a negative sense. Not to make you feel bad, but to challenge you. The same power that is at work in Christ, that raised him from the dead, is at work in us. That's who we are. We should not just discover that. We should keep understanding the depths and the ramifications of that truth, of that reality. And by God's grace, that's what we're going to be learning this month. Three keys that will help us. God gave me three keys to help us. Well, four. One of them I already said sharing in the midweek service. One powerful thing that will help you to discover and understand who you are is leadership. We started talking about that and we're going to talk about it all through the Wednesday service. So important. When we say leadership, most people think they're talking about title and position. That is not leadership. Leadership is a skill set. Now, if you will learn the skill sets and use them, you will most likely end up with a title that is not calling you Pastor T or Director of Operation or Dicking this or Dicking that. Most likely you end up with a title or a position, Senior Pastor. But that's not the position or the title is not leadership, it's the skill sets. 
On Wednesday, last Wednesday, we talked about one of them, followership. Knowing how to follow people that follow Christ. It's a skill. And I'll be sharing all that with us as we go on. Can I tell somebody on the sound of my voice why the things you carry in Christ are not manifesting in your life? You are not following anybody. Don't move too much. Nobody will know I'm talking about you. Jesus told the disciples, come. Follow me and I will make you. So you are not following Dr. K. He calls you for prayer. You don't come for prayer. You are not following Pastor T. What he's teaching you, you are not listening. He said, I will make you. From ordinary fishermen, they change the world because of the power in them. Why? They followed some people, what they, they are born again, but there is nobody that they are following. There is nobody that says, Pastor T said this, that's why I'm doing it. Dr. K said this, that's why I'm doing it. Leadership is a skill set. They don't have that skill. Watch this. Some of us used to follow somebody, but we are not following anybody now. So yes, you have tasted the power in you, but it's not going to another dimension. Because you've stopped following. So one, one thing is leadership. And we'll continue talking about that on Wednesday. Let me give you one of the three things God gave me as I wrap up this morning. You need movement. Somebody say movement. The theme of our convention a few months ago, you, you need movement. You are in Christ, so the power that raised Christ from the dead is working in you. But if you stay the way you are, and where you are, we will never see that thing. You need to move. You need to move. Some of you need to move spiritually. Take your prayer life to move. Move from where your prayer is. Move. Some of you need to move in your understanding and your revelation of the word. I've shared this testimony with us. Christian, young Christian. One day God just told me, go and read the book of Genesis. I've never in my life at that time sat down to read the book of Genesis. It's 50, so 52 chapters or so, thereabouts. And I had the, I mean, I, God will speak to you as his child. And God told me how to do it. There are five, I mean, there are about 50 something chapters. Read 10 chapters a day. Within seven days, you will have finished. I moved. From a place of lack of knowledge of what is written in Genesis. And by the end of that week, I had come to certain things in the book of Genesis that I have now moved into that nobody taught me. In a space of a week, I had moved. My life never remained the same. Old. That was the day it dawned on me. Nobody taught me this truth. See, some things nobody can teach you, sir. You have to catch it. What they taught me in church was read your Bible, pray every day. What the Holy Ghost told me, sit down, my son, read the entire book of Genesis. And I realized that the Bible is about Abraham and his children. Nobody ever taught me that sermon. I moved into that revelation and understanding. My life never remained the same. Certain things that were in me, as the baby Christian that I was, started manifesting. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Move! Some of you need to move in your diet. What you are reading mentally, what you are allowing to affect you emotionally, and even physically. You need to stop eating some things. 
you are no longer a 20 year old. Move. If you stay where you are, and if you stay as you are, the things you carry, we will never see them. Not that you don't have them, oh. Because you are born again, you have them. But you are the same place you were three years ago spiritually. The book you ought to have read, you've not read it. The confessions you ought to have made, you've not made them. The faith you ought to have built, you have not moved. Imagine if King's Word was still in Ilefe. And Dr. K didn't move to Lagos. Let me use a physical analogy. Imagine if King's Word was just in Lagos and Dr. K didn't move to USA. Do you know all these things we have seen in the last 30 years? We may not have seen them. Even though he carried them inside. Move. Look at your neighbor beside you and tell him, ah, move. Look at somebody in your house with you this morning. Tell them, move. Move. You need movement. Change something. I know in the scriptures we read texts like, we are the tree of the Lord, the planting of the Lord, the trees of his righteousness. And that is true. But I lost a statement somebody made. Say, you are not a tree. Move. And that's no disrespect to the scriptures. In other words, you can change it with your location. See, movement helps you to have a different perspective. Recently, my family, we moved to a new residence on another side of town. My perspective about how I live everyday life has changed. Just because I'm living in another place. You are not a tree. Move. Hallelujah. So this is how the new creation status and identity works. 2 Corinthians 3.13. I think I will close here. We all, somebody shout that includes me. With unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. That's what you have on your inside. The glory of the Lord. The power of God is a part of that glory. But watch what happens. We are transformed into the same image as he is. So are we on this world. How are we transformed from glory to glory? Romans 1.17 says the, our righteousness is unveiled from faith to faith. You move. If you stay where you are, the next dimension of glory will not be seen. You move. Then the next phase of glory manifests. You move again. Under dimension. You have everything. No? It's not when you move that God gave you. It was inside of you. Your movement is what brings about the unveiling. It's always from glory to glory, from faith to faith, line upon line, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little. Move! Oh, hallelujah. Move concerning your relationships. When I got born again, I knew there are some friends I had to cut off. I moved away from them. Spiritual things didn't matter to them. If I had stayed, maybe I won't be your pastor today. Move! The new creation requires movement. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Rise up on your feet as we close this morning. Look at it in our definition. If any man be in Christ, watch movement here. He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. Old friends have passed away. Old habits have passed away. Old patterns of life have passed away. New, he has to move. If he stays with those old things, we will never see the new that he carries. 
That will not be your story. Leave those things and begin to magnify God wherever you are this morning. And embrace this protocol to move. Embrace this protocol to move. Somebody make up your mind this week, I'm going to move where my prayer life is concerned. I will not pray like I've been praying since January. I need to finish 2020 on a whole new dimension. Move. I will not read my Bible the way I've been reading my Bible. I want God to begin to show me things. Like Pastor T says, God shows him things when he reads his Bible. Move. Move. I will not function under the same anointing that I had three months ago. I want a fresh grace on my life. I want a fresh oil on my life. Move. You need movement. New creation. You need movement. If you stay where you are and stay as you are, we will never see what you carry. Move. Move. Come on, talk to God. Move. 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 One more minute. I'm going to lead you another prayer, but pray for one minute. Lord, I receive grace to move. I will not go through this week the way I've been doing the previous week. Something must change. Something must change in my prayer life. The way I handle my business, I need movement. The way I handle my relationships, I need movement. The way I handle my stewardship in the house of God, I need movement. Move, move. One more minute, pray for yourself. Put up Deuteronomy chapter 2 for me. Keep praying, keep praying. Deuteronomy chapter 2 from verse 1. Keep praying. You are loaded, oh, my brother. My sister, you are loaded with glory, you are loaded with power, but it will require movement on your part. Keep praying. Play this song for me. We are here for you. Come and do what you do. We need a move. Play it, play it. Deuteronomy chapter 2 from verse 1. Listen to what Moses was telling them. Now, watch this. Watch this as you pray. The children of Israel were locked up in Egypt for 400 years. See, they were a type of shadow of the new creation church, even though they had a promise that God gave them in Abraham, their father. We have a promise that God gave us in Christ. But they were capped and trapped in bondage. Then God told them, you need to move out of this place. And it's when they moved out of that place, or as they began to move, that everything God had spoken to their father began to show up in their life. If I can put their story in summary. Exodus. The movement of God's people. So in Deuteronomy chapter 2, Moses was reiterating what happened. Look at what he said. And watch what was the summary of their 40 years. You know, if you know the story, for 40 years they were just revolving. Look at what he said. Then we turned and journeyed. The title of my Bible is The Desert Years. Is there somebody going through a dry desert situation right now? The Desert Years. We turned and journeyed into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. And the Lord spoke to me. Is somebody hearing the voice of the Lord this morning? I can't hear you. Is somebody hearing the voice of the Lord this morning? The Lord spoke to me. And we have scattered the mountain of Sia for many days. For some people it's many months. For some other people it's many years. For some other people it's many decades. After a while, if you don't move, you're going to run out of time. 
verse 2 and the Lord said to me saying you have skirted these mountains long enough turn northward in other words move you know why people don't move watch what he told them in verse 24 this is why many of you are not moving you are afraid look at what he told them rise that's another way to say move take your journey cross over the river Jordan look I have given you the hand of Sion the Amorite the king of Hezbron and his land begin to possess it engage him in battle they were afraid of Ammon they were afraid of those kings around them you know the spies are gone we cannot take the land they were so they didn't move they stayed going around the same mountain revisiting the same issues year after year and all you need is a movement turn northward am I talking to somebody this morning this is your prayer verse 25 show me two this day I begin to put your dread and your fear and the fear of you upon the nations under heaven I'm telling you you are the champion you are the victorious one if you move like God tells you to move in that business you will win in that marriage you will succeed financially you will overcome I have, I'm beginning to put the dread of you upon the nations under the heaven who shall hear the report of you can somebody shout they will hear the report of me hallelujah and they will tremble and be in anguish because of you why because God has your back lift your hands say in the name of Jesus I make movements spiritually mentally emotionally physically socially and in every area of my life I will not remain the way I was or even the way I am I carry too much inside of me to stay static from this day I make motion I take steps and I move. Open your mouth and pray for a minute with me this morning. That's the word of the Lord to you. Move, move, move. You have scattered this mountain spiritually long enough. You need a fresh anointing. You have scattered this level of revelation long enough. You need fresh insight in the word of God. You have scattered this level of prayer long enough. You need to go deeper in the place of prayer. You need to go into deeper waters. Move. 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 Somebody under the sound of my voice. On site or online, move, 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 move. Don't stay where you are. You carry too much on your inside. Don't stay as you are. Move. I receive grace to move. I receive grace to move. I receive power to move. I receive encouragement to move. I receive the favor of God to move. Old things have passed away. In the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. Thank you for who we are in you. And thank you for the keys to make the things we carry on our inside become evident 
in our day-to-day -day lives. We are champions forever because of what you have done for us. And we choose to embrace this reality in Jesus' mighty name. And the people of God shouted a loud amen. You can do better than that. Give the Lord a louder shout. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere, Nigeria. We are located at King's Word Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00640.